What really happened with your host, Mike Rivero? Because World War Three is a really bad idea. Welcome back here to our show, host. hour number two here. And the phone lines are loaded up here, so let's start with Alan in Texas. Hello, Alan. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Um, you know, um, for, for one thing, uh, my electric vehicle has, has zero emissions from its tailpipe because there isn't a tailpipe on an electric vehicle. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll get on to what I called on about. Um, you know, you, you, you were saying that, that, you know, any any private transfer of firearms between people, you know, there are certain states. You know, I grew up in Arkansas. I now live in Texas where my family's from. You don't, you know, private private transfer of firearms between people do not have to go through an FFL, you know, if you order it from a factory. The, the, the problems these people have is they're putting it on Facebook trying to sell their papers, you know, their firearms. You know, I, I, I bought so many firearms through just a local ad in a local newspaper, you know. Half the firearms I have, I, I bought, you know, from World War II veterans, Korean veterans, Vietnam veterans that, that, that were old, and they just said they just, they just wanted their firearm to be able to be useful, you know, for sh- hunting deer or shooting ducks or something, you know. And, and, and you go out and, and you talk to them, you pay their price, and th- there's nothing except for shaking hands and paying the price, and you can buy a firearm, you know, without having all the government involved in it. You know, certain states don't require that. So, no, there, there is not that requirement where you have to be, you know, registered and licensed and tracked and traced everywhere you go. The problem these people make is they put their firearms for sale on Facebook or Twitter or where, whatever damn social media network there is. You know, just do it locally and, and you will have no problem. You know, the, today's world is so screwed up, my friend. Uh, yeah, I agree I, with you on that one. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I've got I've got a lot of firearms, but you know what? I've killed lots of things, birds, lizards, snakes, frogs, ducks, deer, uh, you know, elk, everything else, you know, but I've never killed a human. I've, I've never been in the military, never wanted to shoot a human, you know, but, you know, but if it comes down to that, you know, if the time comes, I will be able to defend myself. I've never wanted to do it, my friend, but, you know, but, you know, but, but there is, it, but in, in certain states, there is no requirement that you have to go through an FFL to, you know, to get a rifle or to build a rifle. I stand corrected. Yeah. No, no. And basically that's all, that's all I had to say. You know, I, I sound kind of angry and pissed off, and yes, I am. I, I'm, I'm not really angry. I'm more disgusted in today's world than I am in anything. The social media, the Internet, you know, the instant trackability and traceability of everything – I just don't like it, my friend. You know, I, I, I live a pretty isolated existence out here. I don't have a, I don't have a smartphone, uh, don't have a computer. You know, I, I, I almost hate to say how I listen because then it'll be taken away. You know, I'm, I'm still amazed RBN is still, even still on KU band satellite. Oh, my God, it's terrible. You can't be tracked and traced. But, yeah, that's how I listen, my friend. Anyway, have a good time, my friend. Um, you know, I, I kind of hate to hear that you're uh, ending your radio career, but I, I also kind of understand that, you know, your health problems and everything else. Uh, yeah. You know, you are in my thoughts. We, we don't always agree, but I do appreciate you being here all these years, my friend. Well, you know, like I said, I'm shifting my focus back to the whatreallyhappened.com website, which was really where all of this other stuff came from. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I let myself get distracted by History Channel and all this other stuff. And uh, I, I really have neglected creating original content, which is what I'm really good at. Anyway, thank you very much for the uh, phone call, and good luck with your firearms. And, um, you know, I, t- I like to target shoot. I, I, I don't, 
I don't kill things. Uh, when I go hunting, it's with a telephoto lens. So anyway, let's go to Vincent Finelli. Hello, Vincent. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Oh, it's so great to hear your voice. I just called in because I wanted to say I was sad to hear that um, that you are not going to be on radio as much as you are now. And, and I wanted to say a few things that you probably don't know. And the reason I'm saying this is because you and I had in common a wonderful friend, John Statmiller, the owner yes. of Republic Broadcasting Network. And as many of your listeners may know, he used to come to our farm to decompress. And he would call me up on the phone. He had already had left Texas many, many times. And he'd say, hey, Vinny, uh, uh, is my room ready? I'm on my way. And, you know, he, he would invite himself. And it would be a, a wonderful thing. Well, when he was here, we'd sit at the kitchen table or we'd you know, sit in the living room or we'd be working uh, in the automotive shop and I'd teach him automotive technology and, and your name would come up. And he would say what, what high regard, what great respect he had for you. And I wanted you to hear that from me because he said it to me. He didn't say it to everybody, I'm sure, but he certainly did say it to me. So, and it wasn't once, it was many, many times over the years. And we talked about the amount of time that it takes to be on the air. And maybe someone new might learn that a microvero does not just show up five seconds before broadcast time and then speak for three or two hours and then be done. It's, it's 24 hours a day. It's dreaming about what, what you're going to talk about. It's thinking about what you're going to talk about. It's carrying a piece of paper around with you as, you as you see things during the day or news articles pop up, jotting them down. It's Monday through Friday, and then it's Saturday and Sunday. It's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd be willing to bet that you would spend two hours for every single hour uh, that you're on the air. So if you're on the air for two hours, it'd be two hours of on-air time, half hour to get ready, half hour to um, put the notes uh, up for It's actually uh, a little more time than that. But, uh, you know, it, is, it right? is a lot of time, and, uh, you know, I... I, I want to go back to my roots to the whatreallyhappened.com website. I want to try and turn it into an actual business uh, that uh, can help support Claire and I and pay off some bills. Yeah, and, and that makes perfect, perfect sense. There's something else I wanted to mention, and, and you, you hit on this on, I believe it was Monday you said it. Uh, by the way, Mike, I do not call in to, to talk radio. This, is, this might be the second time maybe the third time I've done it in my entire life. Once was with John Statmiller and then this time. But the kind of broadcasting that you do takes a toll. It takes a toll because we're looking at negative things over and over all day long. And my family has said to me, hey, uh, our son lives with us. He's in his 30s. My wife, Mrs. Finelli, lives on the farm. And so we work the farm and my son said, hey, you know, you talk about a lot of negative stuff. So I propose a new rule. So when we're sitting down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the kitchen table here at the farm, I propose that 
anyone who mentions anything, two good things for one negative thing. All in favor, and I got outvoted. I mean, I didn't have a chance to vote. My wife voted, yep, and my son said, yep. So that's what we have. But I got to tell you, it's really quiet around the dinner table because it's hard to find good, wonderful, positive things to talk about. Any comments about that, Mike? No, I absolutely agree with you, uh, and uh, it does take a, a, a toll, and, uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know, it does mentally drag me down. Anyway, Vincent, you know, thank you for all the very, very kind words. I'm <clears throat> actually starting to feel embarrassed uh, o- over all of this, so if you don't mind, I'd like to let you go here. Thank you again, and we're going to go to Peter in Los Angeles. Hello, Peter. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Mike, I got a couple things I'd like to follow up on what that gentleman just said. I wasn't a big Fat Miller listen to his show very much, but I listened to it enough. And I can remember him saying on more than one occasion, and I could picture him shaking his head, he said this on the air, how he just didn't know how you did it. How you did the length of his, especially back when you were doing three hours, how you did that day in and day out. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I hear you. And Mike, at, when you're at the, t- you know there was a there was a film clip that you had on your your website of the uh, former New York Post editor, now with Reuters or Breitbart, going in front of Congress and talking. She she actually broke out laughing talking about the Hunter Biden thing. You remember that? that oh yeah, that, that we put that up there yesterday. And in, in, in line with what that gentleman said about. When you're at your when you're when you're on top of your game, your health is right and you're feeling good. Uh, one of the things that you that you do well is incorporate the laughter like that. Sometimes it's so bad you can't help but laughing. And, yeah. Uh, you know you you always have had a, a comedy sense, and uh, and that's imperative for all of us because we are deluged with it. But uh, uh, but w- when you're at the top of your game, that you're doing that, and and the things that you do best are. You know, you you're able to take uh, things and make them understandable. Uh, you have you clearly see you know problems uh, and potential problems clearly, and uh, and your 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 choice of what you talk about is right on at least with the importance of what really is important in today. No, you know, so many people don't talk about it at all, but you do it and you do it in priority, and it's really really well done. It's going to be freaking missed, I got to tell you. But, but to, let me get on to what I was going to say. Uh, uh, you were talking earlier about, about NATO training and all that stuff, and, uh, and uh, it's not NATO training. It's, it's the, the NATO is, doesn't know what it's doing. There's no way that you can mass troops anymore, and the, the, the doctrine that NATO fights under. You know, you train for the doctrine, you equip for the doctrine. It's, the, it's your holistic vision of the way you want to make war. And, and uh, it, it's, it's completely out of date. It's, we're used to being, you know, goat herders and, you know, uh, shepherds and uh, people of that ilk. And, and uh, you know, you can't mass any, anybody for any sort of offensive without having complete air, you know, uh, control with layered air defense and, and so on and so forth, and and, uh, and enough firepower, and we don't have any of that. And w- one of the insights I want to bring to this is that, uh, and how the tank has been devalued, but it still has some importance, is, 
Dustin's a big aficionado of that, and he's he's still partially right. I think he identified the the uh, the the, uh, the Russian T ninety as the best tank, and it, it probably I'm sure it is actually. But but uh, one of the things that nobody factors in when talking about uh, about mechanized warfare and Bradleys and Abrams and T nineties, the Russians just announced that they they have upped production to about eleven or twelve hundred. Uh, new units, new units of T-90s a, a year. Our production, uh, Mike, at the Lima tamp, tank plant, which used to belong to Chrysler, then with the General Motors, I don't even know who owns it now, is 12 tanks a month. That's our tank production. Now, we also have part that will refurbish and upgrade tanks. But in order to refurbish and upgrade tanks, and that's a significant capability that about half of what they do is to, is to bring things in and upgrade them, is when you're in a battlefield and you don't have possession of that battlefield and those Bradley hulks or those Abrams hulks are there, and you don't have possession of that, you've lost those. The Russians are moved forward. They have control. They can take those hulks, tow them back, get them rebuilt, get them, you know, redone. And, and when you combine that with a lack of production everywhere, from the British to the Germans, everybody else, that's an important factor. Uh, and the, the other thing I wanted to say was, you, you were talking earlier about the IRS, and the good news that the IRS is uh, is uh, not going to knock on doors and, like, you know, they're promising not to do that like they've done forever. Uh, and and my reaction to that, Mike, is like laughing like that girl did in front of Congress. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you have 87,000 armed guys like sit around in the air-conditioned offices, right? This private army that the, the IRS has been funded to get. They're not there. They're not there to you know to, to sit there and watch porn in their offices. Although I'm sure they are. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they do. But uh, you know the, the real concern, of course, is the ten million dollars they spent, you know, buying flak vests and assault rifles. You know, and right. uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's turning into another army. Yeah, and it's the and that at the bottom line of that is don't listen to what they say. Look where they're spending their money. And, yeah, and, and uh, uh, so. But I know you got a lot of callers and wanted to wanted to get that in and uh, and uh, I tell you every day I think about how much I'm going to miss you. So there you go. Well, thank you very much. We're going to go to Guy in Arizona. Hello, Guy. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Mike. Uh, you know, I called you Monday and I didn't hear the first part of the hour saying that this was going to be your last week. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you for for uh, doing what you're doing for how many years? I mean, I've been listening to you at least 10, 15 years, so I really appreciate it. Get, get that out of the way. And uh, But, yeah, we sure appreciate it. But anyway, I wanted to talk about conspiracy. Actually, I just heard the last caller talking about uh, tanks and how we're, they're ramping up. But I don't know if you've listened to Scott Ritter. I heard him on a, a podcast, and he says that uh, Russia is gearing up the drones. Kamikaze yes. drones, and he's going. They're figuring on doing over a hundred, a couple hundred thousand more this year, and then they're ramping up to millions next year. So think about that. So what good are tanks if you send like a thousand drones coming at you, and you can only take out so many? And if they're all got the bombs, and they're so much inexpensive than a tank. So tanks. Yeah, and it's like you know, tanks are becoming obsolete in modern warfare, and. Uh, 
you know, it seems like the United States is always preparing to fight the last war. Uh, we went into World War II thinking that aircraft carriers were a curiosity, uh, but the main battleships were going to uh, bear the brunt of the war. And, of course, it turned out to be completely different. The uh, carriers dominated, and we still have a large carrier force, but they are now vulnerable to some of these new, very smart hypersonic weapons. And... Um, uh, I think the one positive thing that can be said about it is we seem to be moving toward warfare that's fought by machines more than by men. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's crazy. But uh, anyway, so although I, I was hearing, too, I, I called about uh, all the fake news out there, it's, and uh, it's just amazing how many people are calling in talking about the flat earth. And I, yeah. I've never heard you say this, but this is a good one to counter with this. So I, I flew from Florida to Arizona, I don't know how many years ago, but the sun was setting. And so we get up, and of course the sun's up. And if for four hours flying over, the sun was setting. So how in the world can you say it's a flat earth when the sun takes four hours to set? If you're going from west to east, and that's from Florida. Now, if you go up from New York, I was thinking, if you go up from probably New York to Seattle, and because just the higher north you go, then the, the earth is spinning slower. So about 500, and your jetliner is going 500 miles. I bet that dang sun wouldn't set at all. And how would that be on a flat earth? So, no. Well, the people <laughs> also, pushing no? this flat earth nonsense, they're not interested in arguments or facts. They're here to try and make the Internet and alternative media look kooky, to try and uh, uh, move people back to the warm embrace of government-controlled corporate media. And it's not really working. People are seeing through these very obvious things like flat earth, fake Apollo landings, chemtrails, you know, uh, Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot's love child. And, and uh, now, of course, today they're, they're pushing this whole UFO agenda. And, uh, again, it's a distraction. It's trying to make people look kooky. And uh, so there's no argument that's going to change their mind because they're basically here to push that nonsense to, you know, damage us as much as they can. Yeah, especially if, if anyone that takes time looking at the JFK assassination and the 9-11, I mean, you get so much disinformation. You get the, oh, the driver of the of the car shot him, and then all oh, you yeah, get the that guy was, behind him uh, shot him. I, I would like to do a plug this. right now. Oliver Stone, who directed the movie JFK, he did a documentary more recently called JFK Revisited. It's on streaming services, and it's really very good. It is definitely worth hunting down. That's JFK Revisited, Oliver Stone, and my wife and I watched it the other day, and just all kinds of amazing stuff in there. Yeah. I'll have to watch that, because did you ever watch, I think I called uh, a couple of weeks ago, talked about uh, Oliver Stone had that Ukraine on fire. And I looked it up, it was like from 2017, I think he did that. And he goes. Yeah, I, I think I tried stuff. to search for that, uh, and I wasn't able to find it. But I may search again. Hmm. Yeah, look on YouTube. I think I just you just YouTube Ukraine on fire. Okay, I'll, I'll take I, a look on uh, YouTube and yeah. see if I can find it. Yeah, but the other one, as I was going to say, is uh, I don't know if you ever uh, listened to Adam Curry or heard of, he's one of the first DJ MTV guys. Um, no, I don't think I have. And, Guy, I hate to cut you off, but we got to take a break for commercials. So uh, thank you very much, and we're going to be back with more phone calls after these few words.
Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. We are living in dangerous days. And I am frightened. And welcome back to our show here. We're going to go to Tom in Florida. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Before I go to talk about it, yeah, Mike, before I talk about a super weapon or uh, uh, Matt Gates, I want to talk about Matt Gates. I want to t- say, Mike, uh, you know, when you signed up for that job, Mike, uh, uh, what you do is it's, it's, it's super hard because you like you hear a lot of uh, stories from different people. But, you know, Mike, it's like a guy who does work in a uh, nuclear power plant. You can only go into your reactor for like an hour and you got to cut a mile. You got to chill out because you, you have to wait like I think it's like 
a week before you can go back in. It's, it's you know, and it's like working at a morgue. Eventually, you 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 you, you question God, I guess, whatever. You know, Mike. But you know, I, I just gotta say, you know, Mike, your voice is uh, very important on RBN. So if, even if it's once a week, I think that's gonna be great. But yeah, Mike, again, you know, I know it's a tough job, you know, hearing all the stories that everybody's, you know, spewing out. But you know, Mike, that's that's what you signed up for. It's like the president of the United States. You know, he he's got like Trump. He has billions of dollars. He didn't need the job, but he signed up to, uh, to take all the ridicule and uh, the nonsense they thrown at him. You know, I mean, they, but nothing ever sticks. And uh, so we'll see how this is going to work out. Bumbling Biden is going to be put probably in jail. Marjorie Taylor Greene was just on the news, Mike. She has 214 votes in the House to impeach him. She needs uh, four more. So we're going to see how this is going to play out and how many Democrats are going to walk the aisle. Now, here's what I want to talk about, Mike. You know, you, we heard about uh, all these weapons and tanks and all that. Mike, there's only one weapon they need, and it's called a stealth bomber. And one stealth bomber can take out all, the whole continent. One stealth bomber can take out Russia or China. Mike, have you seen the super weapons that are on those uh, stealth bombers, Mike? The lasers? They got lasers that can knock out every, uh, probably every drone there is. I hadn't heard Those about that. I mean, I'm very familiar with the uh, stealth bombers, and they're nuclear capable. But um, Mike, uh, Mike, they have they have a laser on there. I don't know if you ever remember the movie Independence Day, where they send up the alien craft, sending the power beam down, and they're blowing up whole cities with the, the beam going downward, shooting straight down like a power beam. Uh, okay, so Tom. Have them. Can, Tom, that yeah. was a movie. No, Mike, Mike, Mike. I understand that, but you can go on YouTube. You go on YouTube and you can see the weapons they're working on. It's amazing. You have to see it to believe it. I know I'm talking crazy. You think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, Mike. I've seen the weapons. No, I they know they're the working on lasers. Behind. I'm very familiar with uh, the, the technology, but the, uh, uh, I know the Navy is fielding uh, lasers now uh, because their ships are large enough to support them and to provide the tremendous amount of power needed to run them. Uh, I don't know yes. uh, that... Uh, you know, the stealth bombers have the lifting capability uh, to carry the laser and whatever is going to power it. That's really the, the big issue. The lasers are not magic, okay? Uh, right. Whatever is coming out the front end toward the enemy uh, has to be pumped in at the back end to make it all work. Well, Mike, I, I agree. Uh, but, you know, they showed, they showed the videos, Mike. You can look at the Apache helicopters they're putting them on. They're putting these lasers on these uh, attack helicopters. It's amazing. You just got to look at the footage. But again, like you said, a stealth bomber is an incredible machine. And it, 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 the destruction it can do to all continent is unbelievable. Just one of them. I mean, if you had 10 of them, 10 stealths flying over a continent, forget it, Mike. It's going to be destruction like you couldn't comprehend. It would be, be a wipeout. And, you know, it's like dropping a one uh, AEMP bomb in the middle of the middle part of the uh, United States. You wipe out the electrical grid, you kill everybody off anyway. It be starvation. There'll be no food. If you use uh, one EMP and you, you, you knock out... Uh, Okay, Tom, your telephone is giving us grief again. I'm having trouble uh, understanding you. Yeah, Mike. Uh, but the the, the lasers being mounted on the like the Apache and small battlefield equipment are are designed to be drone killers. Uh, they don't have the power to like you know wreck devastation across large swaths of territory. Yeah. Well, Mike, hey, listen, I, I called about this. I called about Matt Gates's uh, bill today, Mike. Have you seen the bill Matt Gates put out? Have, yes, uh, anchor babies. Okay, yep. he's already got a bunch of co-sponsors, and it looks like this bill is going to go up on the House floor. Uh, you don't remember Congress is out of session for the whole next month, Mike. They're not coming back till September. I understand oh, that. Uh, I definitely understand that, and I'm sure that he'll get the bill through the House. I sincerely doubt it's going to um, uh, get through the Senate, and even if it does, I count on Biden to veto it. Well, uh, Mike, you know what they were talking about. 
Matt Gates is actually trying to get this to the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter what the House uh, Senate does. It doesn't matter what Biden does. This goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's got to make a ruling. These people came here illegally. They dropped a baby in this country. That baby was not conceived here. The baby was conceived in another country. You're, uh, by, by the way, the baby would be from a par- parent who's already committed federal crimes against the United States by coming here illegally. So they're, they're oh, I, I agree with that, and uh, you, you need to understand there is no actual law that says that a baby born to illegal immigrant parents becomes a citizen. It was a footnote by a Supreme Court judge in some you know, notes that he was writing uh, that weren't even uh, for the case he was working on, and liberals seized on that and said, yes, we're, we're going to you know, have... Uh, you know, anybody born in this country is automatically a citizen, uh, even if the parents came here illegally and so forth and so on. And maybe the Supreme Court will do something about it. Um, they, but yep. again, there's no law that they can overturn. Uh, you know, there's going to have to be a new law, and that's why Matt Gates, you know, is trying to push this bill. I believe the Supreme Court would rule in Matt Gates's favor because they're in a majority. That's why they got to push this bill now. Why they have okay? Well, Tom, uh, we're at the end of the segment. Yeah. Thank you very much for the phone call, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm on to something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Forced to carry his own cross while we drive nails in his coffin. You might say it is routine. It happens far too often. And welcome back to our show here. We're going to go to Paul in Michigan. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, Mike, I want to thank you very much for the informative program that you've had all this time. I had no idea you were on for years because I joined your program late. But I also want to thank you for having a letter to the editor format where citizens can voice their opinions because today in many newspapers across the United States, there is no letter to the editor where people can voice their opinion. So I want to thank you they don't very like much what for that. People's opinions are these days. That's exactly right. So I got a couple quick questions for you. The first one is, is uh, who do you recommend we listen to uh, after you leave Friday? And number two, are you and Claire going to stay put in Santa Claus there no matter what? Or would you be willing to move to another location of, say, the National Desk and Sinclair Communications or Ave Maria Radio in Ann Arbor or EWTN Radio in Irondale, Alabama, offered you a good-paying gig? Uh, yeah, if, uh, if if that were to happen, we would move. And, uh, you know, I don't like moving. we got a lot of, you know, junk here. And um, uh, But, yeah, if somebody were to offer me that kind of a, a job, you know, with, with a contract, uh, yeah, we would relocate so that I could uh, do that. Well, who do you recommend we listen to after Friday who has the same type of format that you have and the same um, type of information? Anybody particular? Um, no, because I don't know anybody who's doing their show exactly the way that I do, and really that's kind of a choice you should make for yourself anyway. Okay. Okay. Should, uh, should we stick with the RBN uh, format there with the one through nine? Because uh, you're number yeah, three, I believe. Yeah, def- definitely. Please oh. uh, keep listening to RBN. Keep supporting RBN. And uh, you know they are struggling. They have been ever since Stead Miller passed. Um, you know, and uh, definitely, uh, yeah, stay with RBN, please. How many years you been on? 
Well, I've been doing talk radio for a total of 16 years. I started with Genesis, then I went to RBN, then I got lured back to Genesis, then I got Toginet, uh, American News Radio, and then I came back to uh, RBN, I think, um, I don't know, six or seven years ago. I don't remember exactly. There's a lot of shows in that archive. Wow, that's great. I had no idea you were on uh, that many years. Well, good job and uh, good luck and... uh I hope everything turns out okay. Well, so do I, and thank you very much for the phone call. We're going to go to Rick in Seattle. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hello, Mike. Hi. Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, you're on the air. I just want to thank you so much for all your years of service. I'm a a talk radio junkie and a, a silent listener most of the time. Uh, but I've listened to you for, I think, most of the 16 years you've been on. Can you hear me? Well, thank you very much for that. And, um, you know, you know, if, if I were to win the lottery, I'd probably come back. But, uh, you know, right now I've got some realities I have to deal with. I think you'll find uh, what you're looking for. You are so talented. Uh, in my opinion, you are the best. You should be the highest paid news anchor in the nation. You are the best, Michael. Well, the highest paid news anchors in the nation are paid to be convincing liars. And uh, this whole thing, this whole 30-year journey with the website and radio has been about getting the truth out to the public. And, uh, you know, all of us working in independent media, uh, I I, I think we have definitely uh, awakened the American people uh, to the true nature of this nation and its government. And, uh, of course, the big question is, where do we go from here? I agree. And I think the best statement that you've made, what sums it all out, is all wars are bankers' wars. And I think if people really understood that, because that's really what's driving the government, that's what's driving the deception, that's what's funding all this crazy wokeness, are the banks. Because the banks are in the business not to take care of the people, but to confiscate the wealth from the people. And I think uh, once you realize it, that all wars are bankers' wars, to confiscate the wealth of the people... Then you understand all the politicians in the world aren't going to help us. We've got to somehow get rid of the bankers. And JFK tried that, and it didn't work out too well. And if you look at the politicians, there was only one recent politician uh, that I recall that wanted to audit and end the Fed. And that was Ron Paul. And they they didn't let him near that White House. Nope. But uh, I think that's the main problem is to um, figure out how we can end the Fed and get the bankers uh, off our backs. And uh, right now, um, the only guy that can really do that is somebody with nuclear weapons like Russia who are saying, nope, we're going to um, we're not going to roll over and let you rule our country and uh but, well, uh, I, I don't think we need to resort to nuclear weapons on this. 
I mean, the downfall of private central banking uh, is already proceeding, certainly in terms of the Federal Reserve, uh, by the de-dollarization. Uh, because, you know, the BRICS nations, they're, they're uh, planning eventually a gold-backed currency. Uh, and uh, I would rather have that as a global currency than more of this funny money coming out of the printing presses and computers at the Federal Reserve. Absolutely. Because that's what's driving these uh, Federal Reserve. It's, it's pure. The way that every currency has a proof of work. And the proof of work of this uh, debt-based currency is wealth confiscation. It's not wealth creation, it's wealth confiscation. And so it's a battle to, it's a battle against these bankers, which has been your theme, and uh, I think uh, it's an important thing to keep in mind. All these politicians, all these other court cases and that, a lot of times it's just show. It's just show to distract you from all wars are bankers' wars. And we've got to find a way to um, depower the bankers without destroying before they just destroy everything. Well, we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, this, there, you, there's going to be a major upheaval of the system when the de-dollarization really starts to take hold. And... Um, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar has been the uh, global reserve currency since Bretton Woods, the end of World War II. Uh, but no currency has sustained that position for very long. Before the U.S. dollar, it was the British pound sterling. And uh, Britain surrendered that role to the United States as part of the price for the U.S. coming in uh, to the war against the Nazis. And that's what Bretton Woods was all about, saying, uh, yeah, we're going to change the financial system. And it's going to change again at some point. Uh, but more and more people are realizing uh, that just having a bank that can create money out of thin air and loan it out at interest, it is a scam. And it's a scam that's been played on the human race for hundreds of years now. That's absolutely right. And right now, the only thing that's standing between the expansion of this uh, globalist Federal Reserve are some other nations that have nuclear weapons like Russia and China. And that's what's driving e-dollarization. So it's going to be an interesting um, episode to watch in the next few years. And uh, I really hope you do find um, the right gig uh, for you and Claire again. I yep. pray for you guys. Thank and, you. And uh, I'm actually, uh, I lived in Indiana. I went to Indiana University, so I'm a Hoosier also. So, um you know, maybe sometime if if you ever do any public engagements or something like that, it'd be great to meet you sometime. Well, you know, when we moved from Hawaii to Indiana, I thought one of the possibilities was that I was going to be centrally located in the country and that I would be able to attend more events. But, you know, that really hasn't materialized. And uh, that's okay. I mean, uh, I don't need to stand up on the stage and have people throw flowers at me or anything like that. So, anyway, we're getting short on time here. i got a bunch of calls, so thank you very much for the phone call. And we're going to go to Al in Canada. Hello, Al. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, Mike. Um, that, all, wars is, uh, are, all wars are bankers. That includes the war on inflation, war on drugs. Um, uh, you know, it's your basic uh, shoot the other guy, make them dead war. Well, when when interest rates are such, such as they are now, who, who's... Who, who makes out? 
Well, obviously, uh, the banks are making out because they're charging yeah. higher interest rates. And uh, it's, of course, damaging to the rest of the economy. Companies yep. are going to have to uh, let people go and, you know, in order to make that increased uh, interest payment. And uh, it's, it's going to hit all of us because with that rate now, I think it's the highest it's been in like 22 years. That means the interest on the national debt is also much higher. It's closing in on a trillion dollars annually. That's more than we're actually spending on defense right now. And ultimately, of course, we're all expected to pony up that cash to keep the bankers happy. Well, the West is in big trouble. Um, So you you know that RFK hearing, that that three-hour hearing, I watched the whole thing, and I found it astounding that all the left tried to do just to shut these people down. Yeah. You know, it was a a hearing on censorship, got a censorship, and the first thing they tried to do was to shut these, every single one of those people down. They tried to shut down the lawyer, they tried to shut down. They kept trying um, to change the the topic. They were talking about racism, Donald Trump, climate. Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. Oh, it was was brutal. I couldn't couldn't believe it. And it's, you know, like their, their agenda is so obvious. I mean, anybody that I don't think anybody should say anything about something unless they know what they're talking about. I, I've watched a lot of stuff on RFK, um, and, and, you know, like actual interviews. I don't, I don't watch, you know, somebody trying to pick apart what he says. I, I actually watch the source material um, because, yeah, I don't care about other people's opinions. I want to hear what he has to say, and I want to formulate my own opinion. And, you know, you're, you're, you're like that. You allow people to call in and express their opinions, and, you know, we love you for it. Um, there's a video I, I sent. I just sent it to you on um, uh, Rumble. I don't know whether you saw, have seen it or not, but it's Bill Maher interviewing RFK. And RFK actually calls out who, who shot his father. Um, and the evidence that he, that he puts forth is actually shocking. And, and it all has to do, of course, with with the uh, autopsy that you've you've talked about this, you know, for years. Anyway, um, you know, Mike, I've, I've listened to you uh, on your on your radio show here for I don't know fourteen or fifteen years. Um, I found you through um, what's what's that guy's name? He's in a lot of trouble right now. I think he went bankrupt. Um, anyway. Um, and I'd like to say, you know, for everybody, we appreciate what you've done. You've allowed us to call in and express our opinions, and not a lot of places would do that. And, of course, not a lot of media allows you to do that now. And uh, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors, and I wish everybody that calls in the same. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate your time. Okay, well, you know, we've got important stuff to talk about, you know, between now and the end of the week here, and I appreciate all of the, the very kind and generous things that you're all saying. Um, but I'm starting to squirm in my chair here, uh, um, and I'd, I'd rather kind of tone down, you know, um, that aspect of it and just talk about the uh, current events, if you don't mind. Allie, are you there? I guess we lost it. Oh, Al dropped. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Francis in North Carolina. Hello, Francis. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's on your mind? We lost uh, Francis, and so we're going to go, let's see, to Dan in uh, Washington State. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? 
Hey, uh, the Flat Earth, I won't give you any mushy goodbye speeches. Still got a couple days of the show. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I I can agree to disagree. I, I don't think the chemtrails is as weird as the Flat Earth, but I met some guy at work. I just want to let everyone know first that there's an app you can get on your phone, the Flat Earth app. So if you go to Google Play Store and type in Flat Earth, it gives you like a little globe. And you can spin it, and then it shows the moon circling around the sun. <laughs> but this guy... Uh, the, the moon does not circle actually, around the sun. The moon circles around the earth, and the earth and moon together circle around the sun. Yeah, I know, but this guy believed it. And he thought... And I, the more I talked to him, I felt... I mean, because I've taken hallucinogenics before in high school. But I started yep. to feel high talking to this guy, because he... Uh, Basically, he thought we were living in the Truman Show. He thought there was a dome over the Earth. And basically, we're all just like fungus in a Petri dish. And there's the Anunnaki up there, uh, like an episode of Twilight Zone. And we're all just like in this like dome. And, uh, and he thought well, the you moon know, was like... Dan, <laughs> when somebody's doing some serious drugs, uh, they will sweat some of it through their skin and if you do touch and shake hands and everything uh you can get a very tiny dose the more you touch them the more of a dose it's called a contact high and it, it is actually something that does happen that's weird i i it, that's how i felt and I, I just yeah it's and somebody on sunday night show they started coming out with not on the different show on giuseppe's show and somebody I kind of respect and like, and then they start coming out with that. And I'm just like, why would you rather believe we're like fungus in a Petri dish than actually just believe in the the round earth? To me, to me it's like you, you'd have to almost be high or, or very... It's a weird way to look at the world, really, to... Well, I mean, you know, it it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you look out into the solar system, you know, everything is spherical, oblate spheroids. And, you know, you're going to say that this one planet uh, uh, only, you know, is a flat plane. It just doesn't really make any sense. Like I said, there's no argument that's going to convince them. They're out there trying to be kooky or make us look kooky and so forth. Anyway, we're getting close to the end of the show. I got a bunch of calls I need to get to. So thank you very much for the call. We're going to go to Rick in Arizona. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, Mike, I always thought you sucked. I'm just kidding, Mike. I know you didn't want any squirmish goodbyes. <laughs> I just want to thank you for all your... Thank you. I just want to thank you. Take a... Good. I just want to th- thank you for taking all my calls. Hey, um, you know, I was listening to Hal Turner a couple nights ago, and he closed his show out, and he said all wars are bankers' wars. <laughs> Hal cool. Turner. Yeah. But anyhow... You know, I want to make a comment about the Ukraine war. I don't really know what's really all going on over there. But, Mike, you know, the oldest information in the world in the world in the art of combat is if you don't have the element of surprise, the odds of you being able to be successful of taking any territory from somebody who's even moderately armed is almost impossible. And so I'm predicting that I think what will end up happening with Russia is I think the political problem on the mainland is going to make them have to stop because it's just too hard. To, to advance into an area where people are dug in and they're getting all these arms from the United States, eventually you're going to lose too many soldiers. You're going to lose a political war in Russia if this was what's going well, on over there. You know, I'd, I'd like to counter that with the history of D-Day, where the you know the Nazis knew that the Allies were coming to France somewhere, and uh, ultimately uh, the Allies won the war. 
Yeah, but you got to remember, Mike, they didn't know when or where. And when we hit the beach, Rommel was back over in uh, Berlin, and he was not expecting it to happen in the next couple of days. Well, you know, deception you know, is a big part of warfare, yeah. if you've read Art yeah. of War by but, Sun Tzu. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike. Well, we'll talk to you another day. Bye now. All right. Thanks an awful lot. Ralph in New York, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Oh, hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I just want to say, wish you all the best, man. It, uh, it's been all the, I've been called several times, actually, you know. I just wish you the best, you and Claire. Everything goes well for you, and I hope we make a comeback, you know, very soon down the road. Well, thank you. And, uh, um, my main topic is, no one's really talking about this too tough. Uh, how is this, how is this going to play out between the CBDC banking, banking, uh, banking, uh, digital currency? Uh, Texas and Florida are saying they're not going to go with it, but the rest of the, uh, how is it going to play out with the rest of the country? You know, do you think cash Well, is I, I know that people, or? people like having control over their own money. And, you know, when this nation started, those silver coins, that silver was the money. The paper notes were merely claim checks. And then uh, they pulled a fast one and said, well, no, the paper money, uh, the paper notes, that's now the money. We're going to take the silver out of the coins. And, uh, you know, when you had those silver coins in your pocket, there was nothing the government or the banks could do to change its value. Once you started believing that the paper notes were the money, the government and the banks could change its value at will. And that was taking power away from the free citizens of the United States. And now they want all the money uh, locked into the banks, into the bank's computers, which means there can't be any more runs on the bank. Because when you go to the bank and say, give me my, my money, they're going to say, well, all we can do is transfer it to another computer in another bank. And... Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it's basically uh, empowering the banks and empowering the dictatorship and further weakening the independence of uh, ordinary people. And most people I've talked to, they do not like that at all. Uh, they still like the idea of cash. Uh, but it is, unfortunately, being pushed on us. In fact, our local amusement park uh, went totally cashless this year. Everything is done by, by card. So, Wow. So, how is it going to play out that's one of the three scenarios the I see in the future of the country, and um, I don't like the idea, but at this point it's almost looking like, you know, uh, it's inevitable that this government will either collapse from all the corruption that's being exposed, there'll be a civil war. Uh, or we'll get into a real world war that will end with nuclear weapons. Obviously, no good options here. So the collapse is coming either way, you know, uh, with, with, with all this uh, funny money fiat currency, and right along, the, you start to see that the housing, the housing market, the, uh, the automobile market is starting to collapse. People are not buying homes. People are not buying, people, uh, I said that people can barely, I said people can barely have $1,000 in, in their bank accounts to pay, to pay the essential needs. Reports are coming out all over, all over the country. And, uh, you know, the food banks are back up, uh, uh, up more than ever. Oh, yeah, they're popping up all over <laughs> Europe. And, you know, they're shutting yeah. down farms in the name of human-caused global warming. 
And frankly, in my opinion, we need farmers more than we need politicians. Anyway, Ralph, i got to let you go. We're almost to the end of the show. i got a whole you bunch look, of calls waiting. Look, I don't think I'm going to get to them all. Rowan in California, what's on your mind? Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Michael? We've yes. never spoken before. Yeah, too bad we don't have much time. You know, if you ever did come back to RBN, it would be lovely if you just did a um, science, you know, a science show. I really appreciated your when you spoke about that. I well, remember I do when love you, science. You're, all excited, you're all excited about the <laughs> Big Bang uh, kind of not uh, uh, being that I'm not excited anymore. about I Big Bang. Very, I don't think it happened. Anyway, right. I always thought um, it was a very, I always thought it was a very sexy theory. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to like yeah, to joke about okay. it, but. Do you have a um, a favorite alternative, something interesting? Alternative what? I mean, you know, the I'm... The Big I'm, Bang. Uh, no, steady state. Physicists will tell you that matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed, only converted from one form to the other. And so it's quite likely there is no beginning or end to the cosmos. Right. It just is. Uh, but we're used to thinking right. about things that begin and end because begin we're end. born, exactly. we live, and we die. But the right, uh, you right. know the atoms in our body you know have been around for billions of years. Right, right. Um, anyway, there's so many things I like to talk about that there isn't much time on the vaccine issue. I've heard you express an opinion many times. I've been listening to you often on throughout the last year and um, or two, and you say that you think it might be a protection for Americans against the coming bio weapons warfare you know well that's that that, was one possible theory um uh, using occam's razor i think it was just reckless greed reckless science uh you know another scam to get money out of the american people well i always wanted you to expound on that thought because um okay well maybe i'll maybe i'll get to it tomorrow but we're pretty much at the end of the show now and I'm going to have to let you go, and I'm going to apologize to the callers who are still on hold. Uh, please call in again tomorrow a little bit earlier, and we'll make a point of getting to you. So, anyway, stay tuned for the National Intel Report. William Repellum is uh, taking the microphone. Please spread the word of republicbroadcasting.org. Spread the word of whatreallyhappened.com. Please continue to support RBN during these very, very dark times. We'll be back tomorrow. Aloha, America. Sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. 
Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 